Hey everyone, just wanted to talk to you about a new project that I'm working on which is called S-Cube SmartEye. So this is an electronic quality management system software that will help you manage all your company documentation. So S-Cube SmartEye is an EQMS specialized for medical device companies. If you are fed up of your paper management system or even if you are not happy of using Google Drive, SharePoint or any other software because they are not adapted to your business, then give a try with S-Cube SmartEye. So visit scube-technologies.com. So scube-technologies.com. If you want, you can also go on the show notes of this episode and you'll find it. Thank you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we'll talk about a technical topic for medical devices, which is clean rooms. So usually when we have some manufacturing plant, sometime when we want the products to be a bit cleaner than usual, we need to have a clean room within our facility. And for that, I have with me, so uh, Philippe Bourbon, who is from the laboratory ICAR and who will help us to understand more about clean rooms, so how to install them and uh, what, how they, this is working, and also for validation, we'll talk about that also. And uh, then, yeah, to help you to understand more about clean rooms. So, Philippe, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, yes, um, the particulate uh, microbiological and chemical contamination sources are omnipresent everywhere. Okay. Water, air, uh, the earth, people, yeah. Mach machines, equipments, materials, the atmosphere generally contain many of them. Okay. In a way, uh, uh, we are surrounded by contaminants and we will cohabit with most of them. But for certain sensitive applications, uh, we need to equip ourselves with clean rooms in which the presence of contaminants uh, would be a real problem. Okay. Also, uh, people are known to uh, uh, to be uh, the main vector and uh, um, the main vector uh, of contamination in a clean room, exactly. and have to manage as have to be managed uh, as a source or as a vector of contamination. Okay, so um, Philippe, um, as as you've said, so the clean room is mainly a tool that medical device manufacturer can use. Um, so, and um, it's really an important tool and really needs to be there. So we'll explain if I can say a bit more about that. Um, I think with a lot of questions that I have prepared for you. Uh, but before, can you maybe just make an introduction of yourself and just explaining more about who you are and maybe a bit more about uh, what you are doing? Yes. Uh, so, uh, Philippe Bourbon, I, I'm uh, uh, I'm working for um, Group ICA uh, since uh, uh, one year, and I uh, uh, and my universe is uh, clean rooms uh, okay. since 1992. Okay. So, uh, 30 years ago, uh, I, I work uh, in this domain, uh, which is very uh, passionate. I can I can imagine. And from and you are located, I think. I mean, the Group ICA is a French laboratory. 
Yes, close to Clermont-Ferrand. Okay. Uh, in the center of uh, of France. Okay. Yeah. Right. So um, I myself, I mean, I'm I'm also um, uh, working with Ika for some of my customers. So I, we have some uh, some activities, uh, some. Uh, Uh, tests, some validation tests that we are doing with Ica. So uh, it's why I, I propose to uh, to Philippe Bourbon to come to discuss with us about uh, clean rooms because I think it's really an important topic, a passionate topic, as as said Philippe. Uh, it's something that I, I know as I discuss with him a lot uh, that he's really passionate about. He's, he can talk hours and hours about that. So I, I ask Philippe if he can come just to give us some highlight about what is a clean room and how it's working so that we can have a better understanding for that. So, um, so Um, as we said mainly at the beginning, that clean room are, if I can say, um, here to protect us against particulates, etc. So, um, is there a criteria or is there a limit where we say I am a manufacturer and from and now I need a clean room? Before maybe I didn't need a clean room because I'm not doing products that are really needing a clean room. But now I make some products and these products need a clean room. So, who is deciding? when I need or not a clean room. Okay. So, um, uh, contaminations or on uh, manufactured uh, items can uh, lead to significant malfunctions uh, and uh, adverse effects uh, when using medicines and medical devices. Yeah. Uh, uh, in some cases, contaminations can make user deaths, uh, especially if the medical device is uh, implantable. So it is very important uh, to to know uh, how to uh, how to contain con contaminations and how to prevent contamination to go to the product. Okay. So, so uh, it's it's it means that it's really the manufacturer who has to identify that a contamination can be a problem for its product. So then, to solve this issue, it has to then decide to go maybe for a clean room. Mm. More and more uh, regulations uh, push them uh, to, to analyze uh, risks. And uh, by identifying new risks, uh, the, uh, the, the first decision uh, generally is to buy a clean room. Okay. To have, uh, uh, to, to prevent contamination. Yeah. So, so mainly when you say buy a clean room, so it's not something that you can just go to a shop and purchase and <laughs> install. So when we say buy a clean room, so mainly how is it working to have a clean room? No, no, no. Uh, as a fact, uh, not really. You can go to the supermarket and to buy an, uh, uh, a clean room. Uh, it is necessary to to be uh, uh, to to uh, determine uh, all uh, parameters that have to be uh, uh, controlled in the clean room, and uh, and to uh, elaborate uh, uh, to elaborate documentations uh, which specify. Uh, what sort of a clean room is necessary for the for for the production? Okay. So uh, you you have you have uh, first um, you should have some space within your company to build or to open a clean room within your company. It's not like something that you are. Um, yeah, you have to have some space, and then you have to build a clean room within a certain space. I suppose. So is it something that? 
um, you need some special people that are doing that, or you can do that by yourself. Like you buy, if I can say, some walls and buy some filters or buy some thermometers or whatever. So, is this something that you can do yourself, or you have to go through a, a supplier for that? In a way, it is always possible to do it by yourself, but uh, uh, these uh, jobs, uh, uh, building a clean room is, uh, is really a job, uh, okay. a specific job, and uh, it is necessary to have knowledge, uh, to know norms uh, and standards, and, uh, and to know how, um, uh, how it works. How uh, an ending uh, uh, ventilating uh, an ending system uh, works. Uh, so uh, it is it is useful to to uh, uh, to, uh, to to contact a speci specialist. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose there is also the item that is building is a first step, but second step is also the validation of the clean room. So. Uh, validation if you are not a specialist and you are not knowing the standards i suppose it's also a problem so how do we validate a clean room what are the elements that we have to validate because a clean room is just a, a room with some walls so what exactly is validated if i can say within a clean room yes so to to validate or more precisely to qualify to qualify okay. clean room uh, means to demonstrate that the system correctly works uh, and complies with the requirements and regulations. Uh, it is therefore necessary to qualify it. Uh, references uh, are uh, um, ISO uh, 40, uh, ISO 14644 okay. uh, standards, and, and the specification, uh, specific regulations uh, may also be added uh, depending on the user business. Okay. okay. So, uh, Yes, qualifying a clean room is a job in itself. Uh, it requires very, very specific knowledge and how, uh, uh, of how a clean room works and the standards uh, to be used. So it is strongly recommended to, uh, to make it done by specialized uh, companies. And I suppose you have some specific tools also, some specific tests, some specific elements to be done, which maybe not everybody has the material for doing that. So you, there, there is some specific uh, methodology and uh, calibrated maybe machines or whatever that are used for this kind of thing. So it's, it's not something that anybody can do. I mean, you will not buy material for doing validation only for one validation for one clean room. So I suppose it's not, not worth it. No, it it requires uh, uh, most equipment, uh, particle counters, uh, anemometers, uh, manometers, uh, photometers, uh, which are required to uh, to uh, do the test. Uh, several tests and parameters should be monitored periodically in a in a clean room, uh, according to the risk analysis, uh, pressure, uh, air velocity, and flow rates. Uh, air filtration, uh, particulate and microbiological classifications, uh, temperature hum and humidity uh, are generally uh, monitored uh, and recorded in the monitoring plan. plan. Okay, so uh, um, um, as, as you mentioned, all those parameters, I, I know that uh, I, I was working for some companies that had clean rooms. So we had those kind of parameters that we are measuring there was some kind of system 
that is measuring and there is a log that is taking every hours or things the the the, the temperature or the pressure or this and that and if there is an alarm this they make an alarm to say there is something wrong etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh, this is i mean it's not only you can do that manually if i can say with somebody that is logging the the temperature every time but you can also do that with some systems that you are buying also to control the environment Yes, Bo both are possible. Uh, so uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, uh, people uh, uh, used to uh, to write the values on paper, but more and more uh, in-place monitoring uh, are installed inside the clean room uh, and to record every every hour or every minute, if if necessary, uh, these parameters. And. Um... At the end, when we have validated the clean room, we have always a certain ISO number, ISO 7, ISO 6, ISO 5, ISO, etc. So, so what is the best ISO and what does it mean exactly, ISO 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6? Okay, so uh, in this case, we, we are talking about uh, uh, particulate concentrations okay. in the air. Uh, and inside the clean room. Okay. Uh, clean rooms are classified uh, according to their level of cleanliness uh, with a classification uh, ranging from ISO 1 to ISO 9. Okay. Uh, the smaller uh, the ISO number is, uh, the cleaner the room is. Okay. In this way, uh, an ISO 5 room is 10 times cleaner than an ISO 6 room. And uh, an ISO 5 room is 100 times um, cleaner than an ISO 7 room. So it's times 10. Each time it's times 10. So it's, more, it's uh, moving 10 by 10. By 10. So, yes, uh, exactly. So, so uh, do I need for my medical device an ISO 1 room or an ISO 5 room is sufficient or an ISO 9 room is sufficient? So what, what, how can I choose? But it's better because I suppose from what I when I understand, less particulates means also that it's more effort from our side to make this room always with less particulates. So this is the idea of lower is the ISO, more expensive is the maintenance of the room. Is it correct? Yes, you, you're right. In a way, you're right. Uh, so uh, um, ISO 1, ISO, ISO 2, 3, 4, uh, you generally uh, can uh, find these uh, clean rooms in, in uh, electronic applications. Okay. Um, uh, ISO 5, 6, 7, 8 uh, for medical device or life science. Uh, we can uh, find these, these clean rooms. In fact, the user must define the, the particle size that impacts the quality uh, uh, of the products they make. And then it is necessary to define himself uh, the maximum acceptable particle concentrations in the clean room. Uh, a risk analysis uh, should enable them uh, uh, to define these acceptable limits Uh, and uh, and then uh, to to make the some uh, samplings uh, to to uh, to prove that these concentrations uh, limits uh, are not uh, exceeded. So now the question is, for example, when we have an auditor that is coming from a notified body, is coming and he's checking the clean room or uh, specificity, can he challenge us 
because we decided to go for an ISO 7 or 8 room. When you say, oh, maybe you should have gone for an ISO 5 room. So can you challenge us or know that it's our decision and we, we are the only one that can be deciding what kind of level of ISO we should go? In a way, uh, not only he can, but he, he, he should. He should challenge, and to to uh, uh, because the, the clean room user uh, uh, have to 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 give the, the proof that um, uh, the installation is in adequation with the objective, uh, and with the objective of uh, um, uh, unit uh, uh, UFC on the on the medical device. Okay. Yes. So, so, so it means it means that yeah, uh, we have really to show the proofs why we choose this ISO seven room and that it's fine for our products because the size of the particulate is fine, the amount is fine, etc. So we have really to provide all those proofs to that. If he says why you didn't choose a, an ISO five room, it's a valid question, and the answer should not be oh because we are the expert and we know it should be because of that that that, and we have some clear proof. Uh, of, of it. So I think it's uh, a really important. So we talked about particulates. Why do we have to have um, also pressure? Why do we have to have also temperature? Why do we have to have humidity check, etc.? Why all this? Is the particulate not enough? Why all the rest is also important? Okay. So first of all, uh, pressure is used to push back contaminants uh, from the outside. Um, filtrations, filtration uh, prevents the intrusion of contaminants uh, through uh, the air handling system. Uh, air velocity and flow rate uh, ensure that uh, the air is sufficiently uh, renewed uh, with clean air. Uh, temperature and humidity uh, are comfort parameters, uh, but they also limit the growth of microorganisms. Okay. Uh, inside the clean room. Uh, so, uh, and the, the monitoring of particulate and microbial trends allows uh, to anticipate drifts and uh, to define the uh, corrective action uh, if necessary. Okay, so um, we have also, and I, I, as I said, I was working for companies that had these, these kind of rooms. So we have also like um, um, a, 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 a specific uh, buffer room, if I can say, where First, you enter to this room, then there is, it's closed behind you, then you enter to the other room, etc. So this kind of things. So I suppose this is also helping to avoid contact between the clean room and the outside rooms also. Yes, for example, it is not possible to open two uh, doors in the same time. We, we speak about uh, interlocking of doors. It is not possible. The system uh, has to... Uh, um, has to be uh, uh, designed, uh, not to be possible to open two doors in the same time. Because if we do it, uh, the pressure will will uh, shut down, okay. and it and uh, it will be possible for contaminants, particular micro microbiological uh, contaminants, uh, to enter the room. Okay, and um, so so. This is also something that is validated. So all those things are validated to verify that when you open one door, the other is not opening, or when you open the second, the first one is closed, etc. All those things, the temperature, so everything, so all those things 
are also part of the validation of the of the clean room. Is correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, every parameter uh, at, uh, has to be uh, uh, checked during a qualification test. Temperature, hygrometry, uh, pressure, um, 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 and every everything that uh, that make work uh, the clean room and the handling air system. And I saw also some something that happens in some clean rooms. They put some um, UV light protection on the windows. So why are they doing that? So is the UV light or something that is can be a problem for a clean room? Um, um, it is used to reduce the microbiological contamination, I, I think. Yes, uh, because UV are, are um, uh, uh, efficient to reduce uh, and to destroy uh, some contaminants, uh, especially bacteria. Okay. Okay, so yeah, because there is a lot of other things that maybe are, are within the clean rooms that are really important. Uh, I, so you have, as we talked about, the ISO uh, level of the room and all the testing. So um, you qualify the room the first time you put it in service. Is there a periodicity when the the test laboratory should come to retest the room to re-verify that everything is okay to do those um, microbiological contamination check if uh, on the bench there is some microbes if on the floor there is this so is there some frequency that are required by maybe some standards for that hmm. nowadays there is no standard anymore for the for the frequencies and the periodicity uh, it is necessary to uh, uh, to define uh, ourselves uh, the periodicity uh, using the, the, the risk analysis yeah? and and uh, to uh, and uh, uh, the fact is we have to to define and to determine if a parameters can uh, uh, can drift or not okay and if it drifts uh, you have to do tests uh, with a, a certain periodicity that, yes. that we have to define ourselves. Okay, so yeah. it's also part, I suppose, of the validation where you say if this parameter is drifting or if there is some ex excursion, then we have to do this action, which can be a, a different actions, but it's triggering, if I can say, an action, maybe to call a, a, a laboratory to come and to make the test and to verify that everything is fine. I suppose, for example, if by surprise a bird is going inside the clean room. <laughs> so <laughs> the clean room is compromised. Then we have to redo some tests before to open it. I suppose it's like that. I never saw a bird going to a clean room, but I'm just asking, maybe, maybe it's, uh, it's, it's happening. Yes, yes. And it is necessary to imagine um, uh, lots of scenarios uh, that can happen and, and to, uh, to uh, to determine what we will do if this happens. Okay. What we will do if this happens. What new test we will have to do if this happens. Is it necessary to do all the, the, the series of tests that we that have been done during the qualification of only part of this? So you are the one who decides. I mean, the manufacturer is the one who really has to make these scenarios and decide, yes, we do this or, or no, we don't, we don't do that. 
Yes, he, he has a responsibility uh, to, to do it. Uh, and uh, uh, But we can provide the councils uh, because it is not always easy when you are manufacturers uh, to uh, uh, to know uh, what is important in a clean room and what is a good decision uh, to take. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I know also that from my experience that we had some procedures uh, to enter a clean room for somebody to enter the clean room that he has to wear uh, some uh, some um, yeah some coats he has to wear some uh, some protections he has to have some specific shoes etc etc so um, there was also and just maybe for people that don't know there was also the idea of for example women they should not have any makeup we should not have any jewelry all those things so what what is the objective of all that. Mm. Okay, so uh, uh, in fact, any introduction uh, of equipment or people into the clean room uh, must be done in accordance with uh, strict rules uh, to prevent contaminants from entering uh, the rooms. Uh, so the material and the clothes uh, have to be uh, uh, have been designed uh, to be suitable suitable for the use of uh, uh, of the clean room. And fortunately, uh, uh, ISO uh, uh, 14644 uh, norms and standards uh, gives a lot of details uh, about the possibilities and rules to be uh, respected. The manufacturer uh, has to establish these specific rules for, for, uh, for his clean rooms. So, uh, for example, uh, the idea also of making paper enter the room, carton enter the room, I think will increase the number of particulates on the room if it's not done correctly. I suppose it's also this idea of reduce, reduction of particulates in the room entering by people or by, as you've said, material or other things. It's really that idea. Yes, yes some material or equipment uh, are prohibited in a clean room. Like what? Wood, you have some examples? Wood, paper, Okay. for example. Uh, and uh, every uh, material which uh, generates uh, particles and micro and microbes. Okay, so um, the the idea also um, of of the the clean room is um, is to maintain, if I can say, the product as clean as possible. You talked before about micro contaminants, micro um, microbiological uh, things. So uh, there is also an aspect that I discovered when we are working in clean rooms is electrostaticity, if I can say so, like electricity that makes that things are sticking together on this. Is there a solution for avoiding those electrostatic uh, aspects of the product for the product so that things are not, if I can say, sticking to it? Yes, uh, some, um, uh, some specific uh, uh, treatment for uh, uh, anti-static uh, materials uh, are sometimes required uh, to prevent uh, uh, particles and materials uh, uh, that stick together. Yeah. And uh, so, is, so we have to then buy some materials that are specific for clean room, or is there some equipment that we have to buy to make those material uh, removing stat uh, electrostaticity or something like that? Mm. There is specific materials for the, for uh, to, to and with the good requirements uh, not to have any uh, 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 static uh, uh, phenomenon. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, a last question maybe is, um, so maybe a question that everybody wants to hear about is how much does it cost to have a clean room? So we talk here about the cost maybe of installation, but there is maybe also a cost of maintenance or something like that. So how much does it cost? How much should I invest if, if for example, my boss says to me, um, uh, I we want to have a clean room. Uh, what should I expect as a money-wise, if I can say, to say you should invest or you should budget that amount of money for, for the clean room? Mm. So when you have to buy a new clean room, uh, you can consider that the, the price of the clean room can, can widely vary between uh, uh, 100 to uh, 10 and uh, 1,000, sorry, to uh, 10,000 uh, euro per square meter. Okay. Uh, this depends on the class objective. Uh, the, the more cleaner it is, the more expensive. It is, but also uh, on the chosen options, uh, materials, utilities, specific functions, uh, monitoring system in place. Uh, in a way, the, the cheaper the clean room is, the higher the, the operating costs uh, are. Okay. Uh, also, the, the more precise and costly uh, the qualifications are, uh, the more uh, the risks will be controlled. Okay. No, I think it's it's important to understand that because as we said, uh, budget for buying a clean room is one thing, and there is the budget for monitoring or operating the clean room, uh, which is like, for example, um, as we said, so uh, controlling of the temperature, controlling of the humidity, etc. You can do it with electronics or you can do it manually. Uh, if there is some alerts, you have to get aware of it. Uh, if there are some uh, systems that has to be installed, it can help maybe to monitor better the clean room. So. You're right to say that yes, lower if I can say is the is the cost of the installation higher to be the cost of of operation because you have more things to do there. So here we have also the cost um, of the person that will be doing the validation. So here it's really also installation and validation also. Mm. Yes, uh, you, you can consider that validation, uh, uh, the amount uh, for validation is about. Uh, 10, uh, uh, about 10% of the, the cost of the clean room. Okay. The, the initial uh, qualification. Okay. Yes. No, it's great. So I think, yeah, I hope now people have all the information possible to understand how to install a clean room. What are the things to monitor? What are the tricky elements? And as you said, there is the standards to, to look at also. But yeah, if you are not really qualified or understanding, contact a professional for that. And I think ICAR can help you also for, for uh, can help for that. So what can ICAR do? I mean, if, if for example, people wanted to contact you, what would be exactly the service that your ICAR is offering? Okay, uh, so uh, you can call ICAR uh, for the qualification, uh, for the, the design qualification, uh, for the uh, uh, installation qualification, okay. the operational qualification and performance uh, qualification and after when using uh, routinely uh, the clean room it is possible to to call us uh, to to uh, uh, to make samplings uh, periodically okay um, microbiological uh, samplings particulate samplings but also uh, uh, integrity uh, of, of the filters uh, uh, air velocity measurements pressure measurements uh, periodically Okay. Uh, and then uh, it is possible for us to to uh, write uh, protocols 
uh, to do the test and uh, and uh, uh, to write the, the, the reports. Okay. Oh, great. So as I said, so uh, Philippe is really passionate about uh, Clean Room and is really uh, knowledgeable about, about that. So if you have any question about Clean Room or anything that maybe we didn't cover today, uh, so don't hesitate. Send us a comment or send us uh, an information. I will share share that with uh, with Philippe directly so that uh, we can uh, yeah we can we can maybe help you for for that. And don't hesitate. I mean, I will put your details, the details of Ikar, the details of Philippe also on the show notes. So that uh, people can can get those information. Um, so Ikar, um, so uh, Philip, sorry, Ikar is not only doing that. So you are also doing tests, uh, animal tests. You are also doing uh, validation for sterilization of of your products, etc. So I mean, it's not only that that you are doing. Is correct? Yes, the, the first job of Ikar is uh, uh, it is a, a microbiological uh, laboratory. And so we received uh, uh, lots of uh, of items of medical device uh, uh, that we have to test uh, with uh, uh, to estimate the bio burden, for example, uh, to estimate the sterility if it is a sterile. Uh, 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 ster- yes, if it has been sterilized before, and uh, we can help uh, our customer to to qualify uh, sterilizers too. Uh, and lots of equipments that are necessary uh, to uh, to produce a medical device. Okay, great. So as you see, if you really want a partner to help you within your uh, for laboratory microbiology or any of the tests that uh, that we talked about, uh, don't hesitate to contact Ikar. As I've said, I'm also using uh, Ikar's services for some of my customers, uh, so which is uh, working very well for for the moment. So, um, so Philip, really thank you for your help. Thank you for all the information. Uh, I hope it's, it will be helping people to understand more about clean room and how to to uh, to have a better clean rooms and why they should, if I can say, do some kind of validation or monitoring of the clean rooms. And as we said, the cost also is important. So I hope now they have a better understanding of, of how much it costs. So, Philippe, it was really a pleasure and I wish you a nice day. Thank you. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.